Welcome to Take Note, episode 186 of our little podcast, theme of which, generally speaking, is carrying a little pocket notebook around in your pocket. I'd like to think that we've we've expanded the boundaries into talking about things we're interested in, ideas, what floats by, what we're reading, what we're viewing. Would you agree with me, Adam? Yes. I mean, it would be strange of me to not agree with you and to like yeah. really short circuit the conversation, just pride in the podcast. It's crazy that we're on 186. That's pretty weird. 186 is the is the episode where you and I finally realized that we're at odds with one another. Yeah. <laughs> we that we're working uh working uh, pulling the pulling in different directions. That reminds me. Do you watch do you watch <laughs> Lego Masters with the kids? Yes. Do you know it's, it's been a little while. I'm not sure we're current, but we definitely do. Do you know the judges whose names I think are Amy and Jamie? Sure. Yes. She, she I think is a Scottish lass. Um it's like a it's like uh anyway i think jamie and jamie should be uh like the 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 detectives on a noir on like a scottish noir very true dark de- true detectives episode four yeah yeah yeah, yeah. season four yeah yeah, yeah i just like to imagine i think it's because of uh uh amy's it's her name is probably not amy amy's she sounds like uh, an australian trying to speak with an American accent, and so it always makes me think that I'm kind of watching a prestige television show. Yeah, I I mean I I think too what you're subconsciously responding to is the nonstop good cheer and supportiveness that they that they show. There's something in you wants to want, undercut that. I want to murder. blunt them with a murder. Yes. Yeah. And like hey, a sad hey, side take story, this, guys. A murder has happened. Yeah. What are you going to do now? Yeah. Lego. There's a. I would like there's to see a body in the little... Lego coffin. <laughs> I'd like to see that little fella get upset about something. <laughs> kind of lose his cool. Me too. I think he might if you call him a little fella. Anyway, I guess yeah, what I'm saying is awesome. yes, we really have expanded beyond just what we write in our notebooks. Indeed. Um, you had an idea. I don't know where you got this idea. Maybe you'll share it to write a poem every day in your notebook i did i did which i've i've stolen that idea and i'm now undertaking it myself and enjoying it quite a bit but where did you come up with this idea so i heard two interviews with the british poet lem sisse l-e-m-n-s-i-s-s-a-y which i spell because every time i try to google him uh, I cannot find him. That's how badly I misspell his name. But his name is Lem Sisse. He's got a book called Let the Light Pour In, I guess. And uh, he was on my favorite radio show, which is uh, Lauren Laverne's morning show on Radio 6. I listen to it every single weekday. I love it. It makes me very happy. And she interviews someone and she plays great music. And uh, he was talking about his book of poems and he tries to write a poem every single morning. And uh, he's a successful poet. And so he's published a book, um, one of his books is this collection of those morning poems that he writes. And they're short and they're simple and they're wonderful. And then I heard another interview with him and also with the poet Labogang Mashili, whose name I'm probably mispronouncing. And she was amazing. And it just, it got in my head that I should maybe try to write a poem in the morning. And I, I don't know, 
I don't know exactly what it is, but like I, I wake up sometimes with words in my head from the night. And so the poems that I've tried to write are very much trying to just do something, start with those words that are rumbling around my head hmm. before I wake up. What, what kind of words are we talking about? Well, I mean, one once once this week it was very clear and it was very strange. And the phrase was, a bowl of rice or mayonnaise. <laughs> and I think it was from a dream, you know, and maybe it was like I had a dream and there was a bowl of something white and I didn't know what it was. But I don't even know what that is. It's like I forgot that immediately and all I had when I woke up was that phrase. The words... Um, that rem- I was reading The Trumpet of the Swan by uh, E.B. White with my son this evening, and I got to the part where the S- Lewis the Swan is staying at the Ritz-Carlton. He orders 12 watercress sandwiches. The waiter says, would you like mayonnaise on those, sir? And Lewis thinks, I don't know what mayonnaise is. So he says, one with mayonnaise, 11 without. <laughs> I like that a lot. That is really quite a fine book, uh, by the by. So, I mean, I've started, uh, you suggested the idea, so I started doing it too. So what are you writing about in the morning? Um, I I mean, the first poem I wrote was very much like uh, Greek, uh, ancient Greek. My son listens to a a Greeking out. Yeah, yeah. The the podcast for kids, for kids, but really it's just wonderful storytelling either way. So that's always playing. He's kind of totally obsessed with it. And uh, then I started reading Emily Wilson's translation of The Odyssey. Uh, so I've, I've got those two things playing off one another. So I started one poem, Ancient Tales, soaring for eons on parchment wings, a light this moment on the shoulder of the boy. And I kept going. So it was, it was uh, processing all these various very old stories. There's a really good profile on Emily Wilson in The New Yorker, a recent New Yorker. Yeah. She's really good at getting you fired up about ancient stuff. And the other thing I did, I I checked out from the college library a Norton Critical Edition of her translation where she has this big essay at the front to contextualize the Odyssey. Things like the Odyssey was already canon in like 700 BCE. It was already like an established text. Wow. And in 700 BCE, it was, it's about stories that, that took place like 700 years before that. I mean, think about 700 years ago. And that's, it's almost like, you know, they, they say, what is that thing about like, it's like Cleopatra is closer to the... What did they? What's that? Thing? <laughs> I know there's you know a thing. what I'm talking about, but I mean, I always think of it in terms of Seinfeld. Like, uh, if I Seinfeld to my kids is further than like Get Smart from when I was their age, I like to think of it like <laughs> exactly. that. I mean, so we're operating on different levels here, Ted. You're writing, yes. um, you're writing things inspired by the Odyssey. I'm writing about a bowl of rice or mayonnaise. You've got Cleopatra <laughs> as a point of context, and I've got Get Smart. So. Sing to me muses of the bowl of rice and mayonnaise. Yes. I she is everywhere right now, and I, she's kind of a she's I inspired this in part as well. I read part of that, if not all of that um, profile, and I heard her on a radio show too, and I heard her reading the beginning of 
the Iliad, her new translation, and it was yeah. riveting. That's awesome. Her, her, the way she does it. She also has these videos, I don't know if you've seen them, where... Uh, I, I, you sent me one okay. and I watched Yeah, 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 okay. It. Yeah, yeah, these videos where she, like, dresses up as each character well, as she gets to their voice. Yeah, I, I love, you know, it's like when you're... I read, I read the Odyssey. I read both in high school. And you just, when it's an assignment, when you're working your way through it, you tend to lose some of the the pizzazz and she does a great job of you know recontextualizing um the language and the the storyline and when the gods are talking she's you know occupies a more kind of uh you know a certain whatever like finger wagging and the, you know it's it and when she does telemachus i love this from the odyssey the uh Odysseus's son she like puts a cat on backwards you know like teenager yeah, yeah which as I'm reading it now as an adult I'm so more tuned into that like where Telemachus would be in the life of a person now than when you're 16 and you're reading it and you've never you haven't been at any of those stages so the way she sort of I love the way she cues you know those ideas of like where this person is and who how they're interacting with the world around them i uh, i'm eager i'm eager to read it i've wanted to read it for for a while it was one of those i i got it from the library and i didn't get to it and then uh years passed one of the other things that i like about trying to write the poem in the morning and i say trying because like i've been trying it for about a week i think i've done it three three times and maybe I've put in an effort one or two more times so I, mean, I don't get to it every day but it stops me from picking up my phone it is a reason that I can't pick up my phone in the morning when I wake up um and and it's you know it's silly but like I will literally no 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 if this if I'm gonna do anything with this phrase in my head I gotta keep that phone down as long as I can you know I can get through making breakfast yep. for the kids with the phrase in my head as long as I don't scroll yeah. you know your work and your well it is that idea that's so fun of just work needing needing with a k needing an idea oh, or, look or who's a poet now in your head it's just a thing that's rewarding for a human being to do i don't know why i mean i think poets over the eons have have learned it and it doesn't have to be for anything you just it's it's I mean it's a little bit what we try and do here Just kind of like take a breath and like point out a little scene or a little something a little thought it's it's a, a more structured way of doing that but it's very much the same brain muscles and it all feels yeah noticing okay. things paying attention absolutely yeah um I was talking to my wife on the phone, I was at work. She had just finished a big meeting, so she was getting out of it and wanted to talk. And I was kind of doing the, you know, all right, okay, all right, well. And she was like, "Man, I am lonely. I'm, I'm enjoying talking to you." And I said, "Listen to a podcast or something." She said, "You are my podcast. <laughs> you are my podcast." And I, I offered to uh, describe what pen I was using. And she rejected <laughs> that offer. That was pretty funny. I uh, I wrote in my notebook. We were talking about noticing something, and I wrote in my notebook something that is the opposite of that. Um, I was trying to remember the name of a brand of chips, and I wrote <laughs> Nuevo something. 
<laughs> and I really, I really like that. That's good. Yeah. Uh, uh, Field Notes released something Nuevo. Hey, hey. nicely done. But, uh, thank you. Well, my first observation, I shared this via textual message with you and number one fan of the show, occasional co-host Ryan Sly. I am ever in awe that they put out a new set every quarter because I feel like they just dropped the foil edition like a week ago. So it's like, what is going on? Well, I mean, the foil edition just was late. So I think it's maybe been a month. Maybe it's been a little more. Oh, it was late. Okay, the foil so edition was very crazy. no, no. When All you right. when you texted Fair. that, neither Ryan nor I, uh, like, came to your mental defense. Well, well, you wanted to wait until this moment right here to really put me in my place. I wish I had put that much thought into it, but yes, that's yeah. exactly what I would have done. Fair. It's a you're a real gotcha moment. It is a gotcha. It is a gotcha moment. Yeah. Uh, except if we asked you what kind of magazines you read, you'd be able to answer that question. <laughs> it's like we're uh, begging people to ask us what magazines we read. <laughs> I thought you'd never ever ask. Oh, that's a uh, that's a what is that? That's a fifteen year old reference, sixteen year old reference. Gotcha, gotcha questions. Know. The former uh, governor of Alaska, Sarah Palin, oh. she she was asked by Katie Couric, uh, what kind of magazines and newspapers wow. do you read? And that's the one that she referred to as a gotcha question. That Sorry to great, get political listeners. Great callback, <laughs> call man. Yeah. I had no idea what you were talking well, about. I thought you were just making fun of me. Nope. No. Okay. No, no, Fair. no. So field notes, like... <laughs> They've released their Birch Bark edition, and uh, and they released it with maybe six weeks or so after their uh, foiled again edition. Sure, established, yeah. And uh, it looks amazing. And if we just want to get the one downside out of the way right away, it's that listen, I listen. There's an elephant. It's the elephant in the room where all all of us are, who listen to this podcast are thinking it. Right. Go for it. What do we all think? At first, we all thought maybe they were going to be Birch Bark covers, like the. Um, the wooden covers of yore, the real like the, tree covers the of yore. exact thing they did in the past that was a wooden the cover. Shelter wood? Loved, shelter wood? Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So these look absolutely amazing. And the and the only the only downside is I think I and you and I imagine everybody at first thinks are these gonna be birch bark yeah. tree covers. How could we how could we not? Right. How could we not? Yeah. I mean, as I even sit here and think about it, I I really don't like the idea of keeping sealed up notebooks for collector purposes. But perhaps if there was one notebook that I could go back in time and just not use and have it just sit there, yeah, it would probably be that wooden right that wooden edition. Yeah, so interesting. Shelter. I don't wood. know if yeah. I don't know if I appreciated it at the time. Right. Yeah, it was Anywho. remarkable. But anyway, these are, um, well, I think the covers are white or off-white. Uh, yeah, snow cover stock. It's like a simulated, it's a simulated birch bark, which birch bark being very picturesque and uh, and uh, beautiful, I guess yeah. you could say. The logo's debossed, it's really simple, and then I like they do this very little nice touch. Uh, each 
you get a three pack of books obviously and one has green staples one has yellow staples one has black staples and then the graph grid inside matches the staples so there's a green graph a gold graph and a black gray graph yeah, on the inside cool. it, kind of, it feels like kind of a nod to the autumnal leaves something maybe yeah i, I think oh i think it's yeah. probably supposed to probably supposed to be something yeah. like that these three seasonal stages are echoed in the green, yellow, and black staples of the book. There you go. Yeah. Um, Robert Frost had a poem about birch trees. I think it's about birch trees. It's about, uh, you know, being young and climbing to the top of a birch tree. And if you, if it's a young one, you can, the, the tree will bend and you can kind of ride it down. So I think it was about kind of that moment of exhilaration when uh, when the when you're about you realize that the the birch trunk is about to bend and you hurdle towards the ground something like that. I need to go back and read that poem. When I see birches bend to left and right. Yeah, that sounds familiar. Yeah. Tell you, Frost, he can get me. If you ever just want someone to get you, a poem, a poet who can get at you, Frost is a good one. Did you? Uh... Did you write about Frost? Something there is that doesn't love a wall. <laughs> oh, what just happened? <laughs> I don't know. It was Frost. That was a Frost impression? Up. Got it, got it, got it. Yeah. Did you... Did he you did, like... he re- there's some recordings of him reading. He's kind of, kind of a weird old Vermonter voice. Did, did you write about Frost in college or something? Were you... Or just a, yeah, you I just took frost a whole or... Frost class with a, a salty old... Just kind of stereotypical nutty professor it was fabulous and I, I went to school in vermont which is not far from where frost spent a lot of time up in the up in ripton vermont up the mountainside uh my one of my professors wrote a biography of frost different professor and he uh actually the the frost house was at some point maybe in the 2000s uh vandalized by a bunch of teenagers and uh you know kind of a national treasure kind of place and they were caught and as part of their punishment they had to go through a sort of a class kind of environment with my professor (laughs) where he he's you know kind of schooled them on the, the location and the you know the importance and the poetry and kind of made a life lesson out of it i always thought that was a cool little story write the movie man write the heavy heavily fictionalized movie (laughs) (laughs) that's fantastic yeah comes in the first day with a baseball bat no yeah (laughs) i think that one's that one's taken what do you think of these notebooks i mean i i like them i like a fall edition i think i like when they get into that fall mentality all right it gives it a tone i mean i think i'll probably really like the covers the simplicity the earthiness of it yeah so it reminds me that when the national crop edition came out i liked those so much i think my wife said that they were neutrals like these muted colors and this seems like in my memory like the closest to that the happiness that I got from those neutral colors. Like, I'm, yeah, I'm happy I mean, that they the, found something not just simple, but, I mean, actually, I guess if you look at it, it looked kind of similar to the uh, Harvest books that they did. 
I think. Um, the yeah, I mean, I think of the Shenandoah, and I think of the the um, the ones with the leaves. Leaves, <laughs> you know, uh, plural of leaf is leaves. Adam, I'm not sure if you if you know no, that. That's, I'm always happy to be um, here with a poet. The the embossed leaves. That edition was pretty pretty neutral. I think I know what you mean. It's kind of a a little bit look like it's been through the washing machine. I hope these feel that way. Yeah, I love that vibe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm excited you know, about the, the um, yeah, the the um, illustrated food edition. I think goes in that direction, but it's it's so specific that one that like you know I don't always want a notebook with a corn on it. No, no, I agree. Um, I really like. But that I always but... want one of these muted, you know, beautiful. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I'm with, I'm with you. I hope it follows through. Obviously, I don't, we haven't seen it yet. Yeah, you know the thing about the thing about living right here in Chicago, and I, I, I was I was ending work a little early today, and uh, I was ending work a little early today to get some things done at home, but I knew we were recording tonight, and I know I've got a subscription so coming. To, but I yeah. really did. I really did think, like, oh, I could, I'm gonna sit in some tra- some serious traffic, but I could zip right up there and we'd have them in hand. But I didn't do it because I yeah. guess I just don't care about our listeners enough that's not true i feel really guilty you about it hate you hate small independent businesses <laughs> that's right yeah, yeah that's right just head home and order some more mead notebooks from amazon why don't you i've been itching for claire fontaine i don't remember where i saw him recently but i saw him and i just i, I don't have any claire fontaine notebooks and you occasionally are talking about how great they are Love them. and so i've yes. been i don't have a use for them either really i mean you know not that that stops me but um yeah I no, I I actually, I was they were doing a work order of stationery, and I tried to sneak in some Claire Fontaine because they're reasonably priced too. That's, I mean, when you talk about price and quality, yeah, hitting the sweet spot, Claire Fontaine. There's no, there's not a rival anywhere near. Because uh, they're they're almost priced like you know for back to school. Right. Not qu- not quite, but, but and then they're just like beautiful quality. Um, Drum Goals here in Houston has a really nice rack of Claire Fontaine notebooks that I I got one with like uh, Saint Moritz or you know some nice illustration from uh, the south of France on there and I can't even bring myself to use it because it looks <laughs> nice and, and the pa- but the paper is cream and beautiful I I love Claire Fontaine the uh, Atlas Stationers here has them, and I keep meaning to go there. I keep meaning to go to Atlas Stationers to get some, uh, to get some, uh, the other thing I've been itching for on my holiday list are the Golden Bear pencils, which are just, uh, I just yeah. don't need any more pencils, but I don't have any of those. Um, and uh, so I was oh. looking, I think I was looking at Atlas Stationers, and they don't have those, but I think that's how I went deep into all the Claire Fontaine options. Um, I'll get myself yeah. some Claire Fontaines. Oh, they're great. What are you jonesing for? I'm jonesing for Golden Bear pencils and Claire Fontaine notebooks. What about you? I feel pretty. I feel pretty satiated at the moment. I think I continue to jones for a lot of ink getting thrown around. Like I am not feeling um, fine points. Yeah. And I'm, but I'm in a weird mode where. Every time I get my hands on a, even a you know cheaper pen, it it always seems to evade my grasp. Um, so I'm having trouble keeping my paws on the pens that I'm really liking. Um, so that's probably 
That's probably my Jones, but I've been using a lot of pencils at work. I mean, I, I've mentioned before, I'm just in this, like, I will use whatever's at hand, but it's almost like I'm taking a great deal of joy in using what's at hand. Like, I was at, I was thrifting, and I found a bunch of campus brand loose leaf notebook paper. They're from, they're, they're intended for some, you know, 48 ring binder, whatever these insane, you know, Philofax <laughs> derivatives are, yeah. but I could care less. I don't know what that is. The paper is fantastic, but it's loose leaf. So I just, I took it to work. I got like 500 sheets in three separate packages. Someone with really good taste in stationery decided to drop a bunch of extra stuff off at the Goodwill. Nice. So thank you, whoever you are. And um, so I'll just grab a sheet, put a date on the top, make a bunch of notes and then you know when I'm gonna move on or whatever I just put it on my kind of pile of notes like so I'm not even using a notebook anymore and it's just I'm just embracing that just whatever kind of in the moment I want to pull down if I feel like writing in this moleskin I got I'll jot in that and tear a sheet out like I'm all, I'm like it's controlled chaos and uh in a sense, I don't know. It feels almost a little bit like enjoying not being precious about things, enjoying just kind of the whim of the moment. Because I, I know that even if I have a nice notebook, I've used a million nice notebooks at work over the years. Yeah. It doesn't matter. I use them. I enjoy them. They go onto some shelf, and I keep on moving forward like a shark. So uh, <laughs> I'm just ex I'm expanding my diet of you know from. From tuna out to uh, little squids and <laughs> and and I don't know. No tuna, little squids, and, and then what? Seals. Seals. And, okay. Yep. Yeah, fast moving, slow moving, and then I just put all the carcasses on a pile when I'm done with them. And, well, you know, I was worried that the next thing that I was gonna say was gonna be too gross, but I feel like you've really teed me up. I also I also want to recommend the Secura pen. I uh, is I I got a point four here. I think it might be a ball sign ID, which is a funny name for a pen. Secura ball sign ID. While we were talking, is the is the ball sign what you thought was going to be too gross? Nope, nope, nope. Um, oh. while we were talking, I had to smush a spider with it, and I really <laughs> had to um. The spider didn't want to give up, so I, I really had to I really had to smush it. But it was one of those concerning looking spiders. Um, I did pick up a blackwing mat the other day, and this thing is softer than like I feel like I'm writing with a a tree that just was struck by lightning fifteen minutes before I picked it up. Uh, I can't. It's like. This these soft black wings. I think I've somehow managed to avoid them. These things are crazy. So this is uh, it's not the six hundred two. The mat isn't the six hundred two. I don't. I don't think so. Okay. I don't think so. Uh, yeah. No, I don't think it's not a. It's not the um, shiny kind of pearlescent dark gray. It's like black matte. Yeah. Which is not a limited edition or anything. No, no, no. It's one of like their... Uh, but it is it is soft to the point of like I shredded through half of that thing in 20 minutes just sharpening it up. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, I mean, you're right. The Blackwing Matte is the one with the soft graphite. Yeah, that one. And the 602. I just always remembered the 
was it the MMX? Blackwing Matt used to be the MMX, I think. That's what people were calling the MMX. Yeah. I don't know if that was ever an official name. Yeah. Right, yeah, the the uh, Johnny Gamber moniker, right? Maybe, maybe, yeah. I like it. It got shout out to the Erasable Podcast. Yeah. Um. Anyway, they're I was, currently I locked amazed. in a dungeon or something, a cave. I'm not sure. <laughs> okay. Yeah. We hope they <laughs> make it catch out. Up on their. Yeah, I need to catch up on their latest adventures. I'm a little behind. Well, speaking of thrift shopping, went to my first estate sale. Which, um, you know, it's like I really like going to Goodwill. It's a controlled environment. I know what, I know what to expect. I know their hours. Yeah. An estate sale is a level of commitment to a certain lifestyle that I just hadn't made yet. If you thought the people in the Goodwill were a bit odd, you've <laughs> got to go to an estate sale to see what's really Done up. and... Done. yeah uh and you know my my boss um she lives in a great neighborhood for estate sales uh wealthier older folks mm-hmm. yeah that's uh, what you mean i think are a large large part of that population over there i'll tell and, you what uh, uh you only need older folks they don't need to be wealthy <laughs> i mean <laughs> it helps that's you yeah but that's the requirement you're fair uh, well, the homeowners, I guess, is the other. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, so she kind of, she kind of was pep talking me. She's like, "Oh, I just go out walking my dog, and I see the signs, and I just go in and get some great art and really great furniture." She's ambitious, you know. She yeah. gets big stuff. I'm, I'm a, yeah, I'm a, you know, I'm not, I'm not out there hunting for the uh, the blue whale. God, I've got back onto this shark. Yeah, <laughs> you're looking for the anything. garfield alarm clock right <laughs> am i right no okay uh no you're right okay. yeah. uh, <laughs> what i'm looking for is an old feller's office that uh that uh the the trappings of someone who carefully cultivated the, sp- the space around him as he settled in to do his Whatever the the work of his hands or his mind that he set out to do, and this at this one estate site, I found one. Uh, just this, you know, it just keys and old weird medals from various clubs and uh, records, like these amazing old, old, old records. And just anyway, it, it's the the. Going into someone's living space is just a fascinating endeavor that I'm sure, you know, I'm sure a lot of people listening have have done this and been through it and been intrigued with it as well. But it was my first time. So it was like, you know, Goodwill too, I think really strips every object of its whatever context <laughs> it might have been in. Yep. An estate sale is like, this was a human life. <laughs> this was a person with, uh, with proclivities and quirks and tastes and you are going to wade through that and you will not be able to ignore the fact that this was connected to a very specific human being who did not want to give this thing up <laughs> until they, they gripped yes. it in their uh-huh. possibly quite literally their cold dead hands yeah. I, but uh, but that's that actually crazy enough 
I respect that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I, it's like I, I sort of think to myself, or I thought to myself, you know, when I kick the bucket, uh, I want someone to walk in and be like, oh, my God, look <laughs> at those notebooks. <laughs> I've hit the mother load. This person cared about these things, and so do I. And it's like, you know, you get, it's like the savior complex, like, I'm saving this from all these insane people who don't care about this. Uh, so the guy got very excited about the World Book Encyclopedia set nice. that was available. I've got... He got so excited about it that he, he told... So I was leaving with my modest goods. He was driving off. He had a, a neighbor was like, oh, what's going on over there? And he was telling her, and I heard him say to her, got these world book encyclopedias to a neighbor unaffiliated with the estate sale. (laughs) He's bragging about in this, in this nice neighborhood. That's this mom trying to go pick her kids up or whatever. Oh yeah. I got these amazing world book encyclopedias. (laughs) I was like, this guy cares. He's going to hold on to him. This guy cares a lot. I got tips for estate sales. Cause I, I held an estate sale uh, recently, and so I got some inside okay. scoop. And also, I've been okay. to some escape escape scale escape scales <laughs> escape scales. Uh, <laughs> I've been to some of the yeah. Uh, so, sure. so you gotta just buy the thing. You don't wait till the next day when it's fifty percent off. Sure, you just buy sure. it. Too many. They told me, and this these this was the inside dope. This I wasn't I wasn't buying. I was selling. They like too many people just wait. You know, you just buy it that day. You, you know, you buy it on the day they won't negotiate. If you want it, you get it. Um, yeah. And uh, the other thing is you get on the email list and you follow on Facebook the estate sale companies. And that's yeah. how you find the ones in the neighborhood instead of, like, happening upon it. If you're going to get serious. And they post pictures yeah. of, like, the high. Yeah. I don't know. That was just something that would have never occurred to me. Sure. Oh, I, I mean, I, 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 to me, it's the investment of time at a... You know, I, I, I like my kids are old enough, I think, where I can start to think about, oh, maybe I would meander on over to an estate sale kind of intentionally. It's like I, up until now, it has, it's, you know, with young kids, it feels utterly impossible. Yeah. My boss's advice was if you pick up something and you put it in the tray to pay for it later, you can't put that thing back. That thing's yours. Okay, right. If you're considering it, you just take it. If you're considering it and you put it aside, it's yours. Yeah. You already done bought it. Yeah. That was her advice. Well, one day we'll have to vacation together down to, I guess, Arizona or Florida and hit up some estate sales. Get after yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Get some art, some furniture. Do you think whoever buys your notebooks at your estate sale, you know, not the one you're hosting, the one being hosted on your behalf. Uh, do you think they will find the notebooks? You, can you, Adam, when I go, will you will you host my estate sale? Yeah, 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 yeah I you will. you do that for me? But yeah, okay. well, yes. And I'm going to sell all your notebooks, all the ones you've written in, and I'm hoping <laughs> that whoever buys your written-in notebooks is so delighted by what they find that they start a podcast where they read the things that you've written in your notebooks. Let's do this again next week, Adam. I'm gonna, I'm gonna uh, float down the hallway on the wings of that idea. 
I'm going to fall asleep tonight fantasizing about that concept. So I appreciate you delivering that image to me. Sweet dreams, buddy. <laughs> you can find us on the internet at takenote.space. There's actually quite a bit more content over there. Uh, someone told me recently about their childhood. We, I had no content. <laughs> he didn't have cable TV as a kid. You know, he was just pondering a life without content. Well, we've got content for you to enjoy. Uh, you can sign up for our newsletter over there. You can support us on Patreon to those who do support us. Really appreciate it. It's an amazing boost. It's uh it's like you're you're kind of just a one step early on the starting a podcast, uh, reading my notebooks <laughs> aloud. Um, you're out on the the front edge of that. Uh, what else can they do over there? They can. Those are the things they can do. That's it. That's it. Yeah, leave awesome. a comment. Sometimes we turn comments on on the blog. Oh, yeah. Like that. Send us oh, an email. You can, yes, you can email us at takenotecentral at gmail. Com. We will read your like email. From you. We will ponder what we want to write and reply. And then maybe yep. we'll reply. But we'll definitely think about it a lot. I mean, <laughs> that's true. This is yep. such a nice email. What should I write? And then that's as far as it goes sometimes. Yep. Yeah. We'll get there. Take care.